Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Backpacking Podcast. As always, John Kelly here with... The muscle-bound, red-headed freak of backpacking himself, Jeremiah Stringer. Jeremiah, fun's out, guns out, bro. What's going on, man? What's up, dude? I, we come back, you know, everybody's got their New Year's resolutions and all that. And they, they have this weight loss competition at work. And, oh, really? Yeah, and my some of the people in my department asked me if I was entering it. And I was like, well, I did put on a few pounds over our Christmas break, like pretty much Halloween until January 1st. It's just like, go man, just eat whatever, do whatever. I mean, you're going candy to Turkey to cookies, you know, it's like, yeah, there's no win here, man. It's just like, I mean, I shouldn't say Turkey. I should say gravy because it's like everything with gravy on it. You know what I mean? Pour some gravy on it, man. That's, that's Thanksgiving, bro. So anyway, everything about Thanksgiving. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. We do the turkey and the ham at Christmas. You get, oh, nice. You both worlds. So I, I entered the weight loss competition, and then uh, I've been working out. I've been working out a little, like four nice, or five days man. a week. So played some pickup basketball today, come home, took a shower, ate some dinner, and then we're here. So if anybody's watching on YouTube, just hopped out of the shower and, uh, you know, toweled off and threw on a tank top. Got pants on, too. Nobody can ever see those. So fresh and so clean. That's, That's what he right, is right man. now. You it's so fresh. It's okay. Something yeah. about you, man. Uh, yeah, man. I got I got myself some new specs. Got some uh, new glasses. First time in like three or four years. I love those. The clear, man. I tried on. Yeah. I tried some of those, and they just didn't work. They look fantastic on you. On me, I appreciate it, man. On me, they look like safety glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was. Man. It looks so good. Yours looks so good. The wayfarers, they're completely clear. It looks yeah. awesome. I really like them. They're Nike. They're actually Nike glasses, believe it or not. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. I didn't know Nike made glasses. I knew they made sunglasses, but they actually make glasses. And that's what these are. So they're really nice, man. They're, they're comfortable. They, uh, I, you know how it is when you don't know this, but I'm, I'm old as dirt. You know that part. But part of being old as dirt is I wear bifocals. Like a lot of people don't know this, but I wear bifocals. Oh, yeah. And so they're transition bifocals. So it's not like there's no line, there's no line on my bifocals, basically. Yeah. So, dude, when you first get them, you're tripping on everything. Oh, I'm sure it's confusing. Dude, Brain's like, I felt this. I fell all over the place. Like when I first got them a few years ago, I was like tripping over things and falling downstairs. And it was so ridiculous, dude. I felt like I'd lost all like the ability to have any balance at all. And then finally I got used to them. Well, I put these on today. And there were a couple times walking around where I was kind of like, you know, doing the shaky thing, like trying to figure out how to get my balance back. Cause it just, it's so weird. And it's not in the exact same spot as the last pair of glasses I had. So man, yeah, you're I'm break- good now. I'm good now. I'm getting used to them already. You were the most coordinated man I know before you got these new glasses. I'll tell you most coordinated you've ever met in your whole life. Yeah. Softball champion. Oh yeah. If I played absolutely 100%. <laughs> 
100% man. So uh so we we both posted some videos on Instagram, didn't we, about some uh, new gear that we got? Yes, I threw a I threw a, a little video on there, a little teaser on some gear that I got and it's then I copycatted you big time. That's okay, man. Also, I told, you know, I'm not ashamed of it. Not I, ashamed of it. So we this episode isn't sponsored, but we're going to be working with Gossamer Gear um, this upcoming this upcoming year. So we're trying out a bunch of their stuff. Made some orders, dude. The umbrella. I was so confused. I picked up the umbrella. I, was like, I know. So I got the umbrella. I got the backpack. Some other goodies. The hat I've been wearing every day, and I know that you got you got some goodies too. Oh, I got a tent. So I've got a tent. I got that. I got that same umbrella you got. And then uh, what else did I get? Oh, I got the uh, trekking poles. Those really expensive trekking poles. Yeah, they're so, but they are. Well, they weighed like five ounces a piece. Yeah, exactly five ounces. It's yeah. crazy. So, Absolutely crazy. And you know what else I threw on Instagram? I think that it's in last week's episode that we may have talked about it, or the week. Before. Oh, shuffleboard. <laughs> shuffleboard, bro. Just raw video. I finally found out what that stuff was on the shuffleboard. Somebody commented on it. What is it's it? It's cornstarch. Oh, I thought it was sand. I know. It's cornstarch. So apparently that's a thing. So all you people who do like shuffleboard where it's not the like the old people shuffleboard where you take the big paddles and that kind of thing. Now this is a long I'm table. Saying. That's that's cornstarch apparently. So yeah. How cool well, is that? Yeah. Um they need some more cornstarch on the shuffleboards at the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, man. You want to bring in the guest today? I'll tell you what, man. We got a really cool guy coming on tonight. Definitely a really cool guy. A guy who uh, I still haven't had the chance to backpack with you, but I think we're going to remedy that this year. Uh, he's a guy who makes one of my favorite new pieces of gear from the last year, the Polar Jammer. Uh-huh. Uh, he's got a channel called All Things Outdoors. His name is Mr. Jeremy Rodifer. How are you doing, sir? Hey, hey, how's it going? You even said the last name right. I can't believe that. That's like the hardest thing to get down is to actually pronounce my last name. So awesome. Okay, it's so, already starting off great. So here's the thing, man. I work in a church, and so like I meet all kinds of new people all the time, and I've learned one thing. If you want to make people happy, know how to say their name. So, yeah. Well, I try really hard. Things, but... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, yeah, awesome. I'm a teacher, but I just mispronounce the names all the time. Sometimes it's actually funny. Yeah, the other kids laugh. The kid with their name mispronounced, not so much. Yeah, A-A-Ron. A-A-Ron. I have have two kids in one class called, or their names are Aaron, and they call one of them (laughs) A-A-Ron. Hey, Jeremiah, I'm on ESPN.com right now. You want the score for the UK game? No, bro, we talked about this. Don't spoil. So you you don't want it? So we're recording this episode, but this one isn't live streamed. Um, we're recording it right now, and the time is 8.31 p.m. And yes. my, my Wildcats, UK, University of Kentucky Wildcats, they're, uh, they're only been, down by 13. Oh, I hope that's a lie. They're playing You'll Vanderbilt. not know yeah. until later, will you? I won't know. So I told these guys, I know Jeremy – Jeremy hoops. So we went to uh, McGill's and Jeremy, we played, what, what did we play to three? Yeah. Three, which Wait. is not really fair, <laughs> so no, but it's fun, you know, but Jeremy, yeah. 
Indiana strikes again, man. You know, he beat me in cornhole several times. Indiana did. And uh, Jeremy's part of that team. So I know you're a basketball guy. So don't so, spoil. Anything. Did he beat you in fishing too? Yeah. No. no uh, Jeremiah beat me in fishing. Oh, I really? I beat yeah. everybody in fishing for the oh, record. Hold up. Hold up. Stop that. You beat everybody in fishing. Everybody that was on that lake. Okay, okay. I, I just thought you were like talking as a blanket statement. You beat everybody in fishing. Everybody my entire life. Jeremy. Oh, Jeremy. <laughs> you just took that to another level. <laughs> Jeremy, why don't you tell everybody about this um, this trip that we took in the summertime, the fishing? Yeah, so so first off, I got to say, uh, Indiana is not really known for its fishing, but the northern part of Indiana actually has two-thirds of all the lakes. So, so the northern part of Indiana is a lot like southern Michigan. Um, there's this little pond of a lake. It's like 60 acres, uh, but it's a hidden gem. And I've been bragging to these guys, hey, let's go kayak fishing. We'll camp out there. I mean, I'll be honest with you. The first time I fished there, we caught like 16 largemouth bass in a few hours. I mean, it was insane. So we go out there and there's these little, little minnows popping all over the place on the top of the water. And it's kind of like all this little bait fish. I mean, what was it, Jeremiah? Like hundreds of thousands of them popping across the top of the water. They were everywhere, man. Those fish were fed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, well, that just shot this fishing trip. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it actually, I don't know if you would, ca- if you consider my uh, soft shelled turtle catch, catch of the day, I might've won on that one, but. Whoa, you but, caught a turtle? Yeah. Yeah. Soft shelled. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did you guys, did you guys keep it? No, no. I, I cut them loose. Cut yeah. Them. You're not yeah, from I, Kentucky. You're definitely yeah. not from Kentucky. You would have totally eaten that thing if you were from Kentucky. Sad thing is, I probably know how to flay them because I remember my dad talking about it years ago. So <laughs> that's cleaning. awesome. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think I've had turtle. What? I don't think I've had turtle. Dude, I'm not even from Kentucky. Like I live here, but I'm not from here, and I've had turtle. Hmm. This may be something I'll have to try. You know what's even better than turtle though? What? Alligator. Oh, now you I've ever had, had alligator? I had alligator, but it was at at like a shogun, like a, a shogun bistro. Like a hibachi style restaurant. I mean, it's alligator. Yeah, but I don't know if that would count. You know, I feel like you, Jeremy. If you had, if you had alligator, no, no, I can't say that I have. But I'm guessing it tastes like chicken. Kind of a little, not really, but it's it's really good though. Like it's, I don't know how to describe it. It's uh, it's it's very it's a very special kind of meat. And what's really fun about Kentucky, there's a place called Gumbo Yaya's. We were talking about this before the the show. Anytime the University of Kentucky plays the University of Florida in either football or basketball, Gumbo Yaya's has gator on the menu uh, every single time. Yeah, so, that's funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Every single and it's great. I love it. I make sure I eat there every time they do it because it's so good. <laughs> Don't y'all feel like if you want a true gator eating experience, you you either have to be like tailgating against florida and then it's roasted out there you know they they cook it like in the parking lot at at the football games that's cool either, either you have to eat it like that or like it has to be somebody cajun cooking that up because y'all seen swamp oh, people? i love cajun yeah, food yeah yeah that show swamp people now those guys kill gators and yeah, i dude. Like if if one of those guys uh, and I have pretty bad accent, but some of those guys, I need the subtitles, man. I just can't understand them. 
Okay, funny story, Jeremiah. I was I was in a band in the nineties. Uh-huh. It, it was a rock band, and we were touring down through Louisiana and Texas and all that. And we come to this like rest stop, and we go in to get gas, and we want to get something to drink and all that. And these people saw us, and they saw that we had a trailer and all that stuff. So they just assumed we were a band. So they came up, and it took us five minutes to realize they were asking us to take pictures with them because we couldn't understand a word they were saying. And uh, finally, we took pictures with them, and they had us sign autographs. We told them, like, this will be the most worthless autograph and pictures you will ever have in your whole life because you won't even find out anything about us because we're nobodies. And they would have won that because we we ended up doing nothing. But it was just really funny. These people, they start talking, and you can't understand a word they're saying. Yeah, Um, but – Jeremy, it's a, it's a thick accent. Jeremy, don't you think that they would cook some good gator though? Oh yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. I imagine, Matt. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't think I could do it. I mean, something that probably belongs as boots, I can't imagine eating. So. <laughs> oh, Jeremy, we got, we got to work on that, man. We got to work uh, on. Okay, so what, what is the most exotic food you've eaten? I mean, honestly, sushi. I, I other than that, yeah, it's uh, which I wasn't a huge fan of, and I like fish. But I just can't get by. I think there was like a California roll. Is that? Yeah, is that yeah. Like that's a, the one that doesn't have fish in it. Yeah, that's probably why I liked it. Then, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 yeah, like oh, this one's not so bad. What's a California roll? Maybe I do like sushi. I don't know, but that explains it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, hey, speaking of exotic things, okay, I mentioned it in the sure. intro, but you created this new piece of gear this yeah. last year. And I personally think it's pretty ingenious, and it, it's called the Polar Jammer. Um, mm-hmm. I have one. Jeremiah has one. It has gone on every trip since the day you sent it to me. That's awesome. And, and I would love for you to kind of explain what it is and where the the idea for it came from. And and like after you explain all that, let's talk a little bit about kind of what that also worked toward. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. First off, thanks, man. That's that's awesome. And I love the feedback. Anytime that you you make something and you hear that positive feedback, like man, this goes everywhere. That 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 beats anything else that you could ever do. Uh, but first off, I got to give a lot of credit to World According to Goat uh, because he had a lot to do with the initial design of that. Um, basically, I went out and did probably my coldest overnight last winter, so it got down to like negative three degrees. Uh, and when you're in winter, you just you sometimes need your fingers to do certain tasks in camp. Uh, so and it's like I'm leaving my hands out, had to run over to the fire and try to warm them up. Well, I remember talking to goat. I was like, hey, bud, I was like, I, I just remember like not being able to use my fingers and my gloves, taking them off freeze. I just wish there was something I could put my hands in. And then he's like, well, I had an idea about putting something around my fanny pack so I could just tuck my hands in it whenever I went hiking. So you know, that, that conversation kind of grew and then um, it came out with the Polar Jammer. So basically you create like this little tube here. I knew uh, you'd have one. I knew you'd have one ready. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, I got, I got to be prepared. Dude, so, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so basically um, the, the first initial one I made out of duck down. So it just, I bought some cheap duck down uh, to, to just see how it'd work as far as the insulation. And I sent it to goat and he was going to go up to, uh, New Hampshire, uh, to hike in the white mountains, uh, with Justin, it's good in the woods. Uh, so I think it was him and who all else went Mr. I think Backpacking went. with Jason, sir. Was yes. There. yes. Yes, he was. Cause I actually made him one too, but didn't tell goat. So that way it was kind of when goat was like, Hey, check this out. 
Jason was like, yeah, I got one of these too. So, but, <laughs> That's awesome. Funny. Um, Jeremy, for the people that I had to plug up my computer because it was dying, but for sure. the people that are listening, did you already describe what it looks like? No, not yet. No, no. So basically it's, if you could imagine uh, like the old school muff, like those big furry tubes that you used to tuck your hands into. Uh, it, basically, instead of being a big furry, uh, you know, cotton insulated tube, uh, I made it out of 1.1 ripstop as the shell and then used a synthetic insulation. Um, and, and basically, you can slide it over your fanny pack, which it gives you enough room to actually tuck your hands in with it as well. Or if you don't have a fanny pack, you just want to use your hip belt. You can run your hip belt through the holes uh, and then just as you're hiking, keep your hands warm or, or whatever task you want to do. So, but the crazy thing is it has tons more uses than what you can imagine. I mean, really the sky's the limit, whether you want to store your electronic goods in it, whether you want to use it as a pillow, which I hear you talk about, uh, John, all the time. Yeah, I um, use it in my hammock as a pillow. I've actually got it. Uh, when I get in the hammock, I, I've got a piece of cord connected to it and uh -huh. I just carabiner it to the, to the ridge line. And I've got it set in place so it never moves, and uh, that stays under my neck. It's been really – the thing I like about it is um, I like the fact that it's the uh, – it's not down. You know, yeah. when, when you're using um, insulation that's not – that's a synthetic insulation, it tends to be better for pillows. Down just compresses too much. And yeah. the thing I like about it is the fact that it doesn't compress down so dang small because it does have some support to it when I use it under my neck. And that's what I use it for is that little crick in my neck. It fits perfectly. I've never had anything that fits in that little area as perfect as that Polar Jammer does. Yeah, so when I originally made them, like the first one, like I said, I made out a duck down just as a kind of a prototype. Um, well, Goat said he loved it. It worked out perfect, but I started thinking. I was like, okay, if you're in that much snow and all that moisture, even the oils from your hands, it's going to compromise that down pretty quick. Yep. So I started experimenting. At first, I tried to use Primaloft. Uh, now, the difference between Primaloft and what I use now, which is like that Apex uh, Shield, Primaloft is more like when they put together, I guess the best way to describe it, it's kind of like spider webs. If you put spider webs together, well, that has a tendency to like kind of break and manipulate a little easier than Shield, which is put together more as layers of insulation. I don't know if that, that makes sense or not. Uh, but it gives you that thicker, thicker insulation that's way more durable and, and then less resistant to or more resistant to water and the moisture from your hands. So, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, it's like originally coming up with this idea, then coming up a way, with a way to manufacture them and, and boom, just start cranking them out. <laughs> so let me ask you, that, is that the same insulation that Enlightened Equipment uses in all their Apex stuff? Is that the yeah. same insulation? Yeah, okay. exact same stuff. So actually, I made a quilt out of this insulation. It's, it's the 7.5 ounce per square yard. Uh, if I made a quilt out of it, I think it would be rated, what, like 20 degrees or something like that. So oh, right wow. around 20 degree, 20 degree quilt. So I'm like, you know... It, I'm not going to worry about weight as much with something like that because it, it doesn't weigh much to begin with. Right. Um, so the thicker the insulation, the better. <laughs> you know what I love about it? It makes me feel like a star quarterback in the wintertime. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for Notre Dame. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, it, it really reminds me of uh, what a quarterback would use. And I have mm -hmm. to say that that hot pink one that you sent 
My wife absolutely loves it. Thank you for that. Oh, that's awesome. I'm glad. I'm going to start calling you Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) Oh, I got some hair, man. You do, man. Hair. Look at it. It's all floofy. Floofy? Uh huh. Wait, wait, wait. Floofy? It's all floofy, man. The people- Jeremy, this is what this is what I deal with when we do these podcasts. He says words that nobody has ever heard of before. I, I, floofy? Well, I, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. What is okay? Explain floofy to us, because that's I don't know this word. Well, it's kind of like fluffy, but kind of like poofy. <laughs> but <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of an in between. <laughs> poofy and fluffy. Yeah. It's floofy. Oh I don't have any. Sure you have to go to the University of Kentucky to learn the definition of that word. That's, not, that's, one of the, <laughs> that's a Kentucky adjective there. That's, that's a public school thing there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's your tax dollars working right there. For you. <laughs> he teaches math, not English. It's okay. Sometimes uh, I'll go to school like this. Like normally I'll put some kind of product in my hair. And I'll like slick it back if my hair is this long because it's been growing for a while. But sometimes I'll take a shower at night and I don't like putting product in it in the morning. And yeah, for, uh, for the folks that are not watching right now, if you are listening online, Jeremiah has a red afro right now. So it's not, it's not an afro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, they're always like, man, there's something different about you. Students are like, what? What is it? Did you? What is it? And Dude, when I shaved my beard, they couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. <laughs> funny, like, That's oh. so funny. Yeah. So I'd be like, ah, I didn't put any product in there. But yeah, it's a little floofy tonight. Yeah. Just a little bit. Aaron well, Rodgers. Well, Jeremy, we we talked about your floofy uh, polar jammers. Um, <laughs> uh, transition is what we call yeah, that. Yeah, that was good. Uh, that was good. Uh, so uh, what's cool about them is not just the product that you made, but – kind of what the proceeds were going towards. Could you tell us a little bit about that so we could kind of let people know when they purchase these, what that's also helping out with? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so basically anytime you purchase a Polar Jammer, uh, $7 of that purchase is going to the Love Like Jonathan uh, Foundation. So basically what that is, well, first off, let me tell you who Jonathan was, if that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Jonathan was my nephew. So um, in, what was it? Uh, 2000, let's see, 13, um, he passed away. So he was a football player. So at that time, there's a lot of things with CTE coming along. He was part of that, that, uh, he was victim of that, that time. Um, so after he passed away, it was crazy. We started getting all these calls about people that he helped and, people that um he helped out of situations we didn't even know about he was just doing it just to help he took in a homeless guy didn't even know it so i mean it just just crazy stuff was happening um well once we learned about that after his passing which we didn't even know about um we decided to you know how can we do something to pay it forward well we developed the love like jonathan at the time outreach where we were just raising money to try to feed families for thanksgiving well, which has been forward. really successful over the years, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. So you put out videos and stuff for that. Yeah. So to date, we fed over 600 families turkey to dessert. I mean, everything that's on awesome. the table. Wow. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah. That's well, awesome. And, and that's my family, too. That's not, you know, I want to definitely make sure that they get credit on that. So oh, this yeah. is this is it's crazy how uh, in some of your toughest times, 
like your family can come together and do some crazy positive things. It just makes you proud of them. In fact, actually, uh, Jonathan's sister played a big part in the original uh, Love Like Jonathan outreach. So like getting names and developing the the routes. This was while she was still in school. So so pretty, pretty amazing young lady. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, anyways, so seven dollars uh, from each polar jammer goes to the Love Like Jonathan uh, Foundation. So uh, this year we fed 83 families uh, turkey dessert Gosh. delivered. Uh, we took in. I don't know, probably about 15 volunteers or so that came and helped deliver those meals because we deliver them all. We don't actually have people come and pick them up. So it, it actually everything that we do is on 100 percent volunteer basis from the gas that we use in our cars. So uh, okay. the very first time, actually, funny story. So when we first decided to start uh, delivering these meals, originally we were having people pick them up at the church that we were working out of in uh, Red Key, Indiana. This uh, gentleman came up with a guy on the back of a moped that they came wheeling with a, one of those umbrella strollers. And that's how they were going to take their meal home. And my brother looked at him and said, where do you live? We'll just, we'll take it to you. So, and he told us we ended up driving to a house and keep in mind, this was a town that I lived in. I thought it was, like abandoned and there was like 15 people that lived in that house we're talking wow. plywood on the walls plastic over the windows you know the whole work so in that time man i mean i've seen i've seen dirt floors i've seen holes in roofs that just have tarps over them to help keep the weather out um i mean it just it's pretty pretty scary what you see and then it just really makes you realize how fortunate you are to be where you're at. So yeah, I, mean, it's I think perspective, from- I think perspective is everything. And if oh, you do, doing things like that, we, we do that at the church I work at. We every year um, we work with prisoners in the local prison here and we teach them fatherhood skills because oh, most of awesome. these guys, they abandon their kids, you know. And yeah. so we teach them fatherhood skills. Well, then also during Thanksgiving and Christmas, we take Thanksgiving meals to their families for them as a gift from their sons, not from us. And, yeah. and so we give those, and then we take Christmas presents and at Christmas time. And so I've seen the same things you've seen. Like it's, I mean, some of these places we've gone, we've had to call the police to kind of escort us to the houses because the situation's yeah. really rough where they live. And so it's perspective, man. I, I think it's amazing what you're doing with that. Oh, thank you. That, well, and like I said, it's a, definitely a total family effort. Uh, I mean, everybody's very passionate about about doing this every year. And this last year, see, before is more of a found, you know, more of an outreach. We didn't really uh, we did things on a volunteer basis. But this year, you know, especially, you know, just trying to as we're trying to grow and get maybe more of a corporate sponsorship and and do things on a bigger scale. This last year, we really went basically for 501c3 nonprofit organization. Oh, wow. So, so we had the expense of that in, in this last Thanksgiving. We've had the expense of, of price increases on turkeys, uh, which quadrupled this last Thanksgiving for us. Um, but the crazy thing is, I mean, I, if you ask me, I mean, you know, God works in mysterious ways. We, we All of the money that we had basically went to the turkeys, but then the local schools did, had such successful food drives, we didn't have to buy anything else. It was incredible. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so y'all yeah, just- a full Thanksgiving meal, right? Yeah, everything. Yeah, potato. The you know the mashed potatoes, the even the dessert. So we threw in a cake. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. The so. so I drove church bus for a while, mm-hmm. and 
you know, I go like Wednesday nights and pick kids up and it'd be me and then whoever my co-passenger adult, whatever was. And you, the people think poverty and a lot of people don't think around them, you know, like John's saying the perspective and I seen whenever I was living in Ecuador, I mean, I saw people living in like 10 shacks and a wall was a curtain living in a cave and, uh, Guatemala there, there was a lot of rough living conditions there, but I seen just as bad living conditions here. Like you, you see a whole family and they don't have electric or water in their house. And some of them are, are students and they don't, they don't have a shower at home and they, you know, they're smelly and uh, yep. they don't have anything to eat and they're coming to church on Wednesday night because maybe there's a barbecue and you just see that poverty, especially in Eastern Kentucky. I know it's everywhere, but like get into the Appalachia area and the poverty, like it's local too. It's not just abroad or just like inner city districts or anything like that. So well, I was going to say right here in Kentucky, I think we have three or four counties that are in the yeah. top 10 poorest counties in the country. Um, it's it's insane. Like poverty is right in your back door. People don't realize it a lot of times, but it's right there. Yeah. I so. mean, you, you may drive by the same house like I did in Red Key, not knowing anybody lived there for like two years, thinking that yeah, there's no way somebody can live there. And then you next thing you know, like I said, you find out 15 people live in that house. I mean, it, it's it's insane. But, I mean, it, it's a big deal. Uh, I mean, most of the families that we deliver to, it's pretty easy to find. I mean, a lot of your school, local schools help them. Um, and then a big shout-out to, like, the Delville Community Church. Used to, when we were delivering these meals, we get to 60, 70 families. It's like four of us driving around trying to deliver all these meals. And, it, I mean, it takes up a lot of time. I mean, yeah. we're at 9 o'clock at night. You're delivering a house in the middle of nowhere, you know. It, it gets a little difficult, but the Delville Community Church has really helped us out the last couple of years where, boom, we get it knocked out in no time. And again, it's all volunteer basis. So literally every penny of the Love Like Jonathan Foundation funds go to helping people and not just even feeding. We're, we're starting to expand and help in other ways, too. Uh, there was a family whose house burnt down, so we donated $500 in, in various gift cards uh, to help them maybe replenish some of the things that they lost, or maybe it's a medical procedure in which we've donated to. So we're trying to grow that and do more with it. Uh, and the one thing that I can assure anybody that that is ever concerned about money that's donated to, it's only going to be used to helping families. No salaries involved. That's amazing, man. That's absolutely awesome. Have your your kids specifically been able to help out as well? Yeah, they'll go with me on deliveries. Hundred percent. That perspective. I I tell my students, I'm like, I wish. I mean, they're kids. I wish that I could let them see some of the things that I've saw, and it would shift the way they see their reality. So, kudos to you getting your kids specifically involved too, because I think that that implants something in you. Yep. Yeah. Inside you, and you see you see some things differently. Yeah. Yeah, though, we'll, we'll pick a house now. Now, granted, you know, I try to be a responsible parent. You never know what you might walk up to on some of the houses. I think 
I think if one time we seen a sign when I was delivering with my brother and we were kind of fighting on who had to take it up, it said, had a sign that uh, trespassers will be shot and survivors would be shot again. So I was like, wow. yeah, you're taking that one. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, That's where you're like, okay, you're the nephew. Take it up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, but for the most part, you know, well, you know, if they have a big dog or something like that, but we usually pick out a house that they, they help take it, take the meal up to the house. So it's, it's just, it's a good experience for everybody to get involved. I mean, you don't have to wait on a nation to change the way it does things. If you change the way that you see things, do things, be better to the person next to you, it'll change a nation. I love that. I love that, man. That's fantastic. (laughs) Okay. So on a a note aside from that, because that that's amazing. But let's let's talk a little bit about some backpacking stuff here because yeah yeah let's do it. Here's the thing, here's the thing. You are not just good at making polar jammers, but you make hammocks, you make <laughs> quilts, yeah. um, and you you primarily backpack with a hammock, right? Do you do any tent yeah. camping, or are you strictly a hammock guy? No, I'll do tent also. Um, yeah, I, I use the Lanshan One Pro because I don't. It's a good tent. Um, I didn't really invest a lot into Dyneema because I am primary hammock. But if the, uh, I guess if, if the requirement for a hammock is not there, I got to have a backup or sometimes there, you may want to camp out on a bulb, which is sometimes the most epic yeah. places to, to pitch a tent. So, um, but yeah, I do like the land sham, but I am primarily a hammock and will prefer a hammock over everything, which actually Bumblebee 2.0 right here at 5.3 ounces. <laughs> so, what? Is, is this been like, have you put this on your channel yet on YouTube? By the way, for people who don't know, he does have a YouTube channel. We mentioned it earlier. Have you put yeah. this on your channel yet? No, no, I have not. I have not. So that's breaking news here. <laughs> we got to premiere that, Jeremiah. The Bumblebee 2.0. Now, I've seen the original version yes, you have. numerous <laughs> times. and. Yep. But if I remember correctly, whenever we went to Land Between the Lakes, the first night we car camped and you pitched a tent. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. At the Land Chan? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was the Land Chan. Okay. I remember something funky with your pad. Like, uh, I can't remember specifically. It seems like you put a sleeve on it or something. I do. Uh, so, climb uh, the Static V. Actually, everybody knows it's horrible, oh, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So they, they actually have what's called a V sheet. Um, and it actually is, it, it kind of goes over the static V. It's a little insulated. It'll give it like an extra 2R value. So it really helps out quite oh, a bit. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the favorite things about that, like the worst thing about sleeping on the ground for me is the pillow will not stay behind my head. It just slides all over the place. I can't stand it. Right. Well, that V sheet actually has a little sleeve for your pillow to keep it tucked behind your behind your head and it never moves so ever since i've gotten that and the fact that that pillow doesn't move i've been able to sleep much better on the ground oh that's awesome that's awesome but you're primarily hammock but the one thing that this is something i don't get and i have i i think each time i talk to you we talk about this (laughs) because the hammocks i i have to have a hammock with a net and your hammocks yeah take us through what tell me you're thinking on the net and then how you do your net because you got some proprietary stuff going on, bro. <laughs> so, so first off, 
my my thought on a net and a hammock that's like driving in a convertible with the top up personally no man so, so i i don't like the net i i i prefer to be outside right so um i first went netless the second hammock i owned which was just a dutch basic i think it was a 1.0 hexon um hammock and ever since i went without a net i've never went back asterisks or you know like there is probably one thing that i have done i add did add a half net to it just for those buggy conditions that you can't help like maybe a wind river range or uh you know pictured rocks that may have the deer flies or black flies that are really bad so um but i actually for, lucked for, out on pictured rocks we didn't have any insect issues at all when we went in may oh which i was so happy about that because i'd heard nightmares about the black flies yeah yeah that was that was probably the trip that made me create like almost uh it looks like a half wit but it's i could add it to any hammock it just slides on and off and i can move it to whatever hammock i want so uh that that that's the only reason why i kind of came up with somewhat of a a bug net for my hammock yeah but here's the oh can i ask you one thing sure just jeremy Uh, a couple of times you've uh, hit your desk i think your mic's picking it up Oh, sorry, dude. Oh, you're good. You're good. I'm just trying to keep the quality up for all those beautiful <laughs> listeners out there. Yeah. <laughs> High quality stuff. But anyway, what I was going to tell you was. Oh, Jeremiah's all about that quality. I, yeah. You got to keep that floofy, that floofy quality. has got to keep going through the whole podcast. Hey, man, I'm editing this stuff. <laughs> I got to get the edit on. So anyway, I have forgotten to close my net back. And I remember on occasion that have had some bugs in there. My number okay. one fear, and I don't know how this could happen, is that I'm going to have some, I'm going to lay down in my hammock and there's going to be something in there that I don't want. And I think that it could be a snake. I have, <laughs> I have hung. I don't know. I'm just saying I have beetle buckles and Dutch strat, like Dutch clips and straps. And I could definitely see a snake slithering down and then into my hammock where it's nice and cozy. Could be wrong. I think that uh, snakes are cold. They're, aren't they cold-blooded? So they don't yes, they their own heat. So it does, the down wouldn't really help them anyway. But it, you would. Yeah, I would. But I'm saying before I get in the hammock, I'm afraid that I'll go over to it and I'll just lay in. I'll be like, all right, time to go to sleep. And then I get in the hammock and then there's a snake in there. And I have hung my like shoes up or stuff like that and had like giant centipedes in there. So you have no, you don't even give it a second thought. You're like, well, I don't need this net. Jeremiah. It weighs 5.5 ounces. Jeremiah, it sounds like you pack your fears, man. You pack your fears. Net, it comes on my hammock. It was sewn in. Shout out to Miyagi on the trail. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So so first off, no judgment, but yeah, I don't, I don't worry about that stuff. I mean, honestly, the worst thing you're going to have to deal with is like mosquitoes and and there's things you can do. Like I I take a hundred percent deed if it's really bad and and sprayed on like a head buff. Cause I mean, obviously it's not good for anything else. I'm not worried about ruining maybe a head buff or something. And then I'll put it over the ridge line and that actually kind of acts as a repellent. Um, I use permethrin on everything, hammock, yeah. tarp, like everything. So I mean, even if the mosquito lands on the tarp or your centipede falls from the trees and tries to climb, climb around your tarp and jump in commando style to your hammock, he'll probably die before he gets there. So, in your ear, man, while you're sleeping, he's going to climb in your ear. 
Yeah, no, I'm not worried about that. <laughs> John's shaking his head, but John's hammock has a net for the record. I, I I mean, I just think it's funny how impassioned you are right now, Jeremiah. It's not so much that like like he goes without one. It's the fact that you are so adamant that he should have one. But at the same time, have you ever been tarp camping? Yeah. Did you yeah. have bug net? <laughs> no, it was wintertime. I wasn't worried about snakes. Wasn't right. I can do the netless. I've done netless in the wintertime. Yeah. But I mean, if like I, some people like to go tarp camp. I mean, Bryce, I think Bryce Newbold just put a video out all about how you should go tarp camping. And he does it year round. Like he just does it all the time. And uh, I mean, I don't know, man, maybe, maybe, maybe there's something going on here for you that like, it's a fear that maybe you've never properly addressed. And because of Jeremy and his his wisdom, you now know that there's counseling that needs to happen in your life. And uh, we'll try and we'll try and direct you in the right direction for that so that you can find the right person to talk to you about your issues. So do I need to bring you a uh, cloud hammock this weekend to to make you maybe try a go netless or it's wintertime. It's wintertime. But my <laughs> hammock. Well, first of all, we are um, car camping, right? True, true. Oh, yeah. I, I'm thinking that I'm going to bring. You're bringing the palace with you, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. You're going to bring the palace. I know what's what's coming here. I I know that palace because I uh, we did a gear swap the first time we ever went backpacking, and Jeremiah gave me the palace and his Six Moon Designs Lunar Solo to carry in the backpack. I the carried palace, both of his tents. The palace is a three-person tent. Yeah, it is. Oh, my gosh. I have on occasion soloed with. And it is by no means ultralight. That is a six or seven pound tent. It's not even a hot tent. No, it's not a hot tent. It's not a hot tent. No, it's a it's a five and a half pounder. Come on now, John. I I don't believe that. I don't believe it. We'll weigh it. We'll weigh it. We're gonna weigh. That's next. That's next episode. We're gonna weigh that thing. Uh See, I now now what was your first? Is this your first tent that you've ever had? Is the palace? Was that your very first one? My. No, the short answer is no. I, I mean, I grew up camping like my whole life, so I've had a bunch of tents. But okay. for backpacking style, here was the deal. We, we'll we get back in a minute to the camping trip that we're taking. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take you through the deal. So I started backpacking and borrowed all my gear. And then I heard about these REI garage sales. And I was like, what is, what, what's the deal? And they're, oh, you can get these discounted um pieces of gear heavily discounted they've been returned so a lot of times there's nothing wrong with them so i found this this tent and it was a very expensive tent but it's super marked down because the short of it is the the rain fly the i don't know it's like seam sealed with tape you know it wasn't painted on or however they do the the other style so it was all coming off and I called North face while I was at an REI garage sale. And they're like, yeah, if you mail it in, then we will fix it. And I was like, done. I'm buying this tent right now. And I got it because my wife and I could both take it. And I was like five and a half pounds. That's not a big deal because if I carry half and she carries half, then that's like two to three pounds a piece. It's a normal average beginner backpacking tent. That's not bad. so i was like super nice north face tent now it took us a long time to figure out how to set it up it's complicated but i got it (laughs) it was so fun seeing john it it, it is complicated it's complicated there's some twisting locking mechanisms there's some snaps it's got several poles that go together 
anyway it's not one of those ones that has just like a single like they're all connected a couple there's actually of poles separate poles yeah, yeah there's yeah. separate poles like that aren't connected to the rest of them uh, yeah, so, yeah. It's, like, it's like five poles i think but yeah that's too much <laughs> yeah well i agree but my wife and i take it so it was our first yeah. together backpacking tent is why i bought it because i wanted to take her too but she doesn't love it as much as me yeah so my first was the morrison three three person tent that weighed like six pounds i decided that would make a great backpacking tent <laughs> yeah. yeah you should bring that one i could you want me to throw it in the back of the hey, so so what's happening is uh, Jeremy and I and some other people, we are going to do like a camping trip and some kind of overlanding and stuff this yeah. weekend. Well, it's actually already happened as the time of publishing this episode. This is, uh, uh, I guess, is it, is it future Jeremiah or past Jeremiah that's talking right now? It is, past, it is past Jeremiah, right? Past Jeremiah talking? Yeah, past Jeremiah. Yeah, past Jeremiah. So this has already happened, this yeah. trip that we're taking. But anyway, we're taking the trip. So since we're car camping, I'm thinking – Dude, I'm going to take – did you ever play football in high school? No, I was only played – I only played basketball. Okay. So – That's why he beats you in it. That's why I beat him. Hey. <laughs> Red Lotley. Red Lotley, I want to face John one-on-one. John's terrible and admits it. Like, I, I, if we can, I know you'll win. Like, I don't play basketball, so. Well, I'm not terrible, one. and I won't admit it. So I played you're good, buddy. You're good. I admit oh, you're a good ball player. You. Yeah. I'm gonna come up there and hook up with you sometime and we'll uh we'll run some we'll run some fives. If you use some help on the league. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, show me the money, baby. You got you got cash prize? Y'all got cash prize in your league? You're you're not that is this, good. Is this how it works? Is this how it works? <laughs> he said you're not that good. He roasted me. <laughs> That's okay. So um, anyway, I was thinking since we're car camping, I'm going to take my football bag from high school. It's huge. You know, it fits all your pads and gear and helmet and all that. So I was like, I'll just fill that sucker up and throw it in the back of my truck. But you realize they're giving like 80% chance of snow. Yeah. I'm oh, excited about that's that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm thinking, I think it's only a few inches. So I'm pretty sure I can use whatever tent I want, but I was like, why not bring the hammock and tent and, you know, I slept in whenever we done that kayaking trip. So you guys yeah. are going to the gorge this weekend? Oh, John, out in the spot. John, <laughs> like you're, it's already passed. Like I know. People it's already- in the past. Because I'm going to be in the gorge Friday night. That's just funny that you guys are going to be down there because I'm actually going to be down there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. We'll be around it. <laughs> yeah, you'll be around it. I will be within it. So <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you were going, you were taking that trip and then we got all that snow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this is an interesting story. So I was supposed to go last weekend. I was meeting up with the flash, uh, Brian Carpenter. We were going to go out there and, uh, he wanted to do the Oxy Ridge loop. He's gone twice. And the first time he went, his dog freaked out going down the metal stairs. And he couldn't go da- It wouldn't go down the stairs. So they had to come back. And then the last time he went, he went and he got halfway around and realized that he had dropped his AirPods somewhere. So he backtracked. Oh. And when he backtracked, it was almost all the way back to the parking lot. So he was like, well, there's Bye. that. Yeah, I just hit my table that time, Jeremiah, just so you know. Wow. Um, but, uh, did the Flash, did he find his AirPods? He found them. Yeah, he found them, but they were almost all the way back to the car. So so long story short, he, he sends me a text. He goes, okay, when are we going to the Gorge? I've got to get this Oxy Ridge loop in. So uh, we were going to go do that and then go see some of the other fun stuff around Oxy Ridge. And then there's this really cool like campsite that's on this cliff. And you know about it, Jeremiah, because you're the one who told me about it. 
but uh we were gonna go camp out up there and all that and uh yeah that failed so hopefully we're gonna get to hit that place up this week uh it's supposed to rain saturday night i think is when it's supposed to get bad i think friday into saturday it's a mix of snow and rain but it's not like horrible but like saturday night is supposed to get nasty i think you i just saw snow okay you get yeah, you, like one to three inches of snow or something. Yeah, that'll be fun. But we had like yeah. two inches of snow in Kentucky shuts down the state, and we had like seven or nine inches or something. And they we were, had ten inches at my house. We, we like measured a, it. So uh, kind of around where John lives, um, not too far away, interstates. There's a couple of interstates that intersect, and right around there, there was like fifty car pile up from the snow. It was Ooh. it was crazy. But Indiana, I mean, y'all actually get snow, I assume, since you're yeah, yeah. So we, northern. especially northern Indiana, we, I mean, we, we get pretty cold. <laughs> so yeah, not here. Now where now where are you in Indiana? So probably best point of reference would be Fort Wayne. So the okay. Fort Wayne area, so okay. northeast. Yeah, I I actually did an internship in Valparaiso on the other side of northern Indiana. So yeah. up yeah. near uh, Michigan City. Okay. And in all that area. So I, okay. I was over there for a summer. So nice. yeah, man. Got to nice. visit what is the dunes up there? Yeah, yeah. The, dunes. Yeah, that's a pretty cool spot. Yeah, it is really cool. What okay, is so, so so I got I gotta talk to you about something. I've been wanting to talk to you about this this whole time. Okay, Jeremy? Uh, this okay. whole time. <laughs> what do you use for a hammock suspension? Not for a hammock suspension, a tarp suspension for your hammock. Oh gosh. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> I feel like there. I feel like there's a wrong answer here. No, there's no wrong answer. None, none. So there's a wrong so answer. To hang my tarp, I do not use a continuous ridge line. Okay. So I use just the spiders. Okay. Or stingers. Okay. I'm sorry. I use the stingers. So Jeremiah, the, guess the what? John just picked up this week. Check this out, Jeremy. Ah, <laughs> I've got the stingers. Let's see. Oh, there it is, right there. Those are the best tarp suspension you could ever get. I love that. It. Is these this is the fastest setup? Yes. Yep. Period. Like, yep. I'm telling you, Jer- Jeremiah, this is in- unreal. Like, we did an episode a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was this past week, and I mentioned that I, there has to be a faster way than tying knots. Yeah, has I, to be a faster way than using uh, line locks. You know, there just has to be a faster way. And Jeremiah's like, no, there's no way that's going to be faster. Yep. And then I got like three emails. I didn't tell Jeremiah about this because I wanted to bring it up during the podcast. But there, I got three emails from people going, you need to te- check out Dutchware Stingers. And I'm yep. like, what is this? What is this magical, mystical wizardry that Dutch has pulled off? And so I went to his website. <laughs> sure enough, dude. <laughs> right here, man. I got two of these. This is awesome. I'm telling so- you, like, it's so fast. I was listening so to that fast. episode, and inside I was like screaming st- stingers. I was literally screaming stingers right? and tarp worms. Yeah, yeah, I mean, those were the two things I, I live. I heard by. about tarp worms too. Tarp worms oh, is the other one somebody them. told me about. Absolutely love them. So, now, so, I'm really fast. I'm really fast with with loop aliens instead of alien loops. Yeah. Jeremiah, just you know, <laughs> right? Um, but I, I'm really fast with my loop aliens. It doesn't take me a few seconds just to do them. But we were just. I told him I said tying knots is never going to be the fastest way to do anything. Correct. It's just Correct. never going to be the fastest way. Incorrect. No. <laughs> no. Jeremy, you say you listen to the episode. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to question you here. Okay. I don't know if you actually heard the whole thing or not. I don't know if you heard my point of view. So 
I think just an overhand knot. Actually, I'm making this up. I don't know what the knots are called, okay? But I'm pretty sure overhand Half knot. You just like a like a tiny screw. <laughs> yep. The first one. And then just a loop, man. So you can just pull it loose. You don't think that is at least John, give me this one. Okay. There's nothing John likes more than prove me wrong here. Give me this one. No, I'm good it, at it. He is good at it. You're both good at it. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody is, unfortunately. <laughs> Don't you think it would be just as fast, at least just as fast, doing that and then pulling your line lock as it would hooking up whatever devil device that you all have seemed to uh, conjure? No up. chance. No. Because, okay, no so chance. you're having to do this where – the stingers you do this and you're done like literally so right, you go around video. once okay okay jeremiah i'm gonna show you right now okay, okay. <laughs> describe what's happening we are, we are going to do a live presentation for everyone's viewing pleasure and for those of you who are on the podcast jeremiah is going to give the play by actually jeremy probably should because i don't think jeremiah knows exactly what it is i'm doing i don't know how to use these things so okay so this end right here, let me, let me kind of get out of the way so it gets in focus. Maybe I'll put my hand in front. There we go. There you go. So this end right here is a little carabiner, and that's connected to your tarp, okay? So that's on the end of your tarp. Then what you're going to do. Oh, here we this go. Is, this is it right here, buddy. We are in the gear closet. Got John, I for those that I just unplugged are... my headphones so I can't hear a dang thing either one of you guys are saying. <laughs> John, John is rummaging through all of his gear here and he's grabbing i don't know what he's grabbing i guess something to loop this around man this is frustrating when your headphones come off you know what i mean <laughs> so, so get it plugged in right <laughs> yeah okay, so get it wrapped around and literally all you're gonna do jeremiah you wrap it around uh -huh. the tree uh-huh and then there's a hook it's in hooked you tighten it as tight as you want it and then once you get it as tight as you want you just do this action right here and it's done how do you wrap you wrap water around the tree what what the line the line you don't tie it around the tree you just wrap it around the tree and you come back to the stinger and you come back to the stinger and just tighten it and that's it we're that done maybe, guess who's having a competition this weekend oh it's <laughs> jeremy's winning this dude and if if jeremy, I, wish, I wish i had like an extra camera person to like get a close-up of how this works but dude for real this is the easiest thing in the world yeah 100 percent agreed so it's tight dude it's it's stupid tight so yeah. I'll bring it closer. Look at this, Jeremiah. No, I know Dutch. I know Dutch makes good stuff. I use their wasp on a continuous ridge line on occasion. Dude, I could pull my shelf down right now. This thing's not coming loose. It's not coming loose, Jeremiah. I believe I've been in some pretty nasty winds. Like I've been in some really nasty winds, and those never fail. Never yeah. had an issue. John, um, he did have a line lock to fail whenever I was with him, and I think it's the wrong size cordage, and he says it's possible. Yeah, it's possible. I assume that those will slip as they age, you know, because it's friction's what's holding it. And uh, this, mine, I've had mine for at least four years, I think. I want to say four years. So no, not the, not not this device. What's it called? Oh, stingers. The stingers. Stingers by Dutchware. Yeah. Yeah, I'm talking about line lock. He had line oh, lock that he didn't. You have your stakes? Was that what it was, John? Use. Yeah, uh, they just came flying out. Like the the line locks would just come loose anytime the wind hit. I think it was up on uh, Hanson's Point, which kind of defeats the whole purpose of having line locks on a tarp. Exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah. I'm so what do you use for tarp suspension then? Me? Mm-hmm. Um, I use these. They're made by Autumn Ultralight. I don't know what she calls them. They're they're basically line locks, but it's like a little metal hook. I need. I wish I had a picture of it. I could. I could show you. Mine's over there, but I don't want to grab them. No, I just started following her. I'll look, I'll look up some of her stuff. So I'll show you. I'll she show makes you. really cool stuff. She yeah, really does. Yeah. So I I have a couple of continuous ridge lines. Um, I have one that's made by Dutch and it uses the Wasp. Um, and I have one that is I bought it from UGQ and they use Loop Aliens. They use mm-hmm. the Loop Aliens on this one that I bought from them, and that worked okay too. And then now I'm using these Autumn Ultralight ones which i don't know where she gets her supply and stuff but i also have used line locks in the past too i had line locks miyagi made me this giant tarp i mean huge and i guess it's massive it is absolutely massive yeah it's gigantic navy blue and i gave you you have a 12 foot hammock that that (laughs) touche so i mean you gotta have at least like a 12 to 13 foot tarp so i mean it's it's gonna be big yeah, it was big, and I used line locks on that, and it worked good. And Jason, Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir, is the one that showed me that. So I still like that setup, though. But I'm willing yeah. to try anything, man. And I'll admit that if if that's faster, I'll admit it's faster. Dude, I, I was shocked. I was shocked. I, I'm yeah. telling you, like, I'm not kidding when I say I got, like, three different emails from listeners who said, check out Stingers. And one yeah. guy sent it to me, and I got online while he was. He and I were sending messages back and forth, like on Instagram. And uh, within the five minutes that we started talking, uh-huh. I had gotten online and already ordered them. Now, how do you- I just had to look at them? And I was like, okay, that's it. That's perfect. I have I've had some of my continuous ridge lines to tangle up, and I know that one's yeah, short. I hate because- that. Yeah, I hate yeah. that. But how do you all keep those from tang? Jeremy, how do you keep yours from tangling up? That's wrapped up. That's Real- what I just, I just used. Yeah, yeah, simple, simple, just wrap it around my hand. So, or even go like your pinky to thumb and do a figure eight works really well. I mean, they're just, it, it, even if it does start to tangle up, it's pretty easy. So, um, to get untangled just because of the type of line that it is. But I, I mean, between stingers, tarp worms, and the spiders, I use the spiders for my hammock. I mean, those are like the best things. I, I've never even looked at anything else just because it made life so simple with a hammock. Well, I was going to say, I'm a Myers Tech guy when it comes to my actual hammock suspension. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm actually using, I'm using no hardware at all on my hammock suspension at this point. And okay. actually, Jeremiah, I've changed something up on my hammock. Uh-huh. I'm actually doing Prusik knots with, uh, with some shackles that I have and using those so I can, adjust, I can just adjust my hammock on the fly, like what you were talking about the last time. I don't have to untie a single knot. I can just slide it up and then pull it tight and it's good. I like that, man. Call me Mr. So, Efficient. Yeah. Yeah. The set, uh, the soft shackles, <laughs> and then the, I don't know how you pronounce it, U W M P H E W. What is that stuff called? You lost. It's like, you, you wimpy. Uh, I think it's, what <laughs> it's the you wimpy straps. Um, but uh, I got those straps. I got the wimpy straps, and they're awesome. What about the I was doing, I was doing, uh, I was just doing Beckett hitches. Um, just to tie, I would just tie in my hammock, you know, I mean, there's so many good knots out there to use. Yeah. So I think, I think with the, the, uh, spiders, just putting them on my strap and then I just take the continuous loop and put it right over the spider. It, it's like so easy, If it needs adjusted. I just slide the spider up and down. 
mean, that's... I have to check. Is that also Dutch? Yeah, yeah. I'm a big Dutch fanboy on on some of the stuff he makes. I mean, honestly, it just I I kind of went gravitated to him in the beginning stages of putting up my hammock, and I've never really looked anything else just because it works so well. So now, have you met Dutch? No, I haven't. I have not. So I have not met him. I'd like to. I think about the only gear guys, gear makers I've really met uh, is Ben and Chris from Light AF. Two solid guys. I mean, great guys. But and actually, funny enough, they really are helpful, like in the beginning stages of making the Polar Jammer. I mean, they were really supporting me. And that was that was hugely helpful. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I've met Dutch, dude. Oh, that's awesome. I met him. He was at the uh, Kentucky Hammock Hang a couple years mm-hmm. ago. And okay. everything you see on those videos of his, that's literally him. Like <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> he's just he's just about as upfront. There he is, you know? Yeah. Like I met him, uh, I was hiking out towards where we were hiking, and he recognized me and I recognized him, and we said hi and talked for a second. I go, Where are you guys heading? He goes, I'm getting a burrito. And he just headed down trail and went and had a burrito, came back and told me about it. And now it's one of my favorite places to eat in the gorge. So yeah. he introduced you, me man. to the forearm burrito. He he just makes some great stuff. I mean, I, I've used his stuff hanging a hammock in Arizona, Colorado, everywhere. I mean, it just, it's, I love it. Those yeah. beetle buckles, I don't know if you tried those, but it doesn't get easier for me than using those. Like you basically just put your, uh, you, take your loops on the end of your hammock and just hook it on and pull it like a seatbelt. Yeah. Good to go. I've seen them. I I've seen them. I just, I've always used the spiders cause they kind of do the same thing. It uh, does look like it would slide a little better on the, on the beetle buckles. I've just never switched to them, but they, it's pretty innovative. That's for sure. Well, there's like an infinite number of ways you can do the whole hammock and tarp setup. Like, I yeah. mean, it's the possibilities are endless. I'm looking at Dutch spiders right now. Uh, yeah. John, John, he loves it. <laughs> He's not one of those guys that's like, you know, I'm going to use this. It works and uh, it, it works for me. It may be a little bit heavy or maybe an ultralight. I'm, I'm going to use it till it, you, it's used out. He's like, I try 8,350 different ways to do everything. He's hey, like, I'm another one. Yeah. That's, that's the scientific way right there, buddy. Just, See? uh, Jeremiah, yeah, see, I'm a scientist. <laughs> okay, we'll use that word loosely. That's 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 what I am, Jeremy. See, I like Jeremy, dude. I like Jeremy. He needs to be a guest on here more often. Like, I like Jeremy too. He gets me, man. He gets me. I, I'm telling you, it's like uh, I, every time I go to Kentucky, I haven't met a person I don't like. So it's a good state. Maybe so you've not spent a whole weekend with me yet, so so be careful with that. I'm just saying, uh, we need to fix that. <laughs> Okay, so now now here's a question. This is a legit question. What um mm-hmm. scientific question? It says the limit is 250 pounds. The load is now is that mm-hmm. per side or is that if you two of them are on there, you should only weigh 250 to use them? I, I this would be my <laughs> assumption. So I would assume that's per side. I'm assuming okay. that that's going to be a load on the device. Like if you have a carabiner that says the load limit's 300, that's the 300 pound load limit for that specific carabiner. Right. So, so as long as you don't put more than 250 pounds on that particular side, I'm assuming you'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm just, I'm just asking. Cause you know, like I'm, I'm full, I'm going down below that area, but I'm like floating in that area. Kind of hanging well, out put, there. 
on his cloud 71, he put a 200 pound weight limit on that. And I had Chris, the hiking guy who's, who's, I don't know. He said he was like, what, three, 300 or something like that. Mm -hmm. He laid in one of my hammocks that I made out of it and it held him fine. Well, did you see the Dutch vid? Okay. So this is, I mean, this for folks who don't do cottage gear, Dutch is like legendary in hammock world. So we'll just go Mm -hmm. with that. Did you see, he did a video on the cloud 71 material where he put 1100 pounds on it. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. Loaded up a bunch of fabric. Yeah. That's crazy. He actually, and it had like a 200 pound guy stand on it. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. That that is what made me start buying that cloud. So, and I'll tell you, like out of all the fabric I've made hammocks with, it is really nice to use. Like it it is nice on the sewing machine. So especially I, I consider myself pretty amateur. I mean, it makes things a lot easier to make hems and folds and I actually enjoy it. So oh, yeah, here. I've been wanting to check it out for a while. I really have. Yeah. How, so what? How, what's the length on your hammock? Uh, eleven foot. So oh. well, okay. On uh, on two point I made it eleven foot. On the original hammock that I I made what four years ago, um, I made that one like ten foot ten inches, and then I made it an extra three inches wide to try to get more of a flat lay on an angle. Uh-huh. Um. So and and it worked really well but I just wanted to make something a little different. So on this, the newest one I made out of the cloud is 11 foot. Now uh, you can say, no, man, we <laughs> no, no big deal. Is it possible to scale it up to 12 foot? So I could try one. I can make you one at 12 foot. If you want to try it with I no bug net, with, with no, no bug, bug net. net. Well, here's, here's what I'm thinking. So I know y'all are trying to convert me. I feel a lot of pressure. <laughs> I'm not even trying to convert you. I'm just trying to pick on you because it's fun. <laughs> so I, if you want to make one that's 12 foot, um, I'll, I'll buy one off of you, try it out and see, but I would, I'm thinking that I'm already carrying a lot of weight in the winter time. So mm-hmm. if I can shed some of that and take that tart or that um, hammock instead, then all of a sudden I've shedded a pound or I don't know how much it would save me. I don't, I don't even know how much my hammock weighs, but I know it's a double layer and it's not cloud 71 and it has a net on it and a ridgeline organizer. It's made out of X pack. So I yeah, know I'll, I'll for sure make you one. Uh, the, I'll tell you this much, like it's not even the thing about that cloud. It's like even comfortable. Like, I don't know what it is about when I lay in it. It just feels almost like it kind of coddles you a little bit. It it has just enough stretch to it. Or there's just something about when you lay in it, it just feels more comfortable than most other fabrics. Well, I I slept in one several nights. Um, Mm -hmm. Hunter from Hunter's trip. Mm -hmm. uh, He let me borrow one, which I still have. I think they're trying to do the Florida trail, but, uh, man, sure. but anyway, I haven't given it back to him. haven't seen him since I had borrowed it off of him and it's made out of that same material, but his is a 10 foot, which is way too short for me. Oh yeah. yeah. So, but it had had a lot of stretch to it and it's fairly comfortable. I didn't get calf ridge. It's just like, it's, it's too short and it's also not wide enough for me. Like I'm, I kind of a, a wider chested guy. So, I don't know. We'll talk this weekend. Jeremiah and, yeah. talking about his muscles again. We're back. We've, we've like brought everything <laughs> back. You know, we're full circle. This is, this is what we just came full circle. We came back with, to the with, muscles. With someone so muscular as yourself, I don't know why you're scared of centipedes. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, I'm. That's not, a fair question. 
<laughs> I'm I'm not very muscular. I I have a very lean build. But we're working on it. We're working on it. So I'm with you, man. But we'll talk this weekend and sure. see what we can come up with. And I'll check yours out if you're bringing Bumblebee 2.0 and yeah, and you're working with. You do yeah, a ridge line as well. Do what? A ridge line. Oh yeah, yeah. I I standard ridge line. You know, 83 yeah. percent. Only I usually add like an inch or two, uh, especially if you're taller, to the 83 percent. I think okay. it gives a little more flex. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out, man. Let's wrap this thing up, man. I'm going to go watch my cats. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jeremy, thank you for being on, man. Just hang out in the green room for a little bit. Wait, hold on, uh, hold on. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. We didn't get a chance to ask Jeremy a couple of things. One, for people that want to check out his content. That's a great question. And two, um, if people want to participate in furthering the uh, the whole Jonathan Foundation, feeding yeah. everything. Like everything or bipolar jammer, the whole um tell everybody also if they want to donate to Love Like Jonathan or participate yeah. anything like that. So will you give us a spiel, please? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So um if you go to lovelikejonathan.org, uh, you can actually use a little Venmo pay button there to help donate right to uh Love Like Jonathan. Um, and actually right now we're, we're trying to raise a little bit of money to help some of the folks in Kentucky after their devastation. So that's, that's kind of our project right now. Uh, and then on top of that, if, if you want to donate by buying a polar jammer and get a, maybe a really po- cool piece of gear out of it, um, then just head to ATOD 16 on Etsy. Uh, and then, like I said, even if I, if I put something out that it's on sale, I don't care. I'm still donating seven bucks to, to love like Jonathan. So if I turn around and, and give you a 20% off, 30% off, who knows, follow the, follow the site and check it out. But regardless of what it is, seven bucks is going to go to love like Jonathan. So on every, on every sale. Um, and then outside of that hit me up on Instagram. So find me under a Todd, all things outdoors. Yeah. A Todd, a T O D 16, yeah. right? One, six. Yeah. 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 Credit to Lance on that nickname. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. Lance Outland. Yeah, yeah. So he made that comment one time, and it just stuck. So he uh, he put something, made a comment on one of the videos, and put a Todd. I was like, oh, that's that's way easier to say. So that's awesome. Like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anything else you wanted to mention, Jeremy? No, man. Hey, thank thanks to everybody that either helps or checks it out or or whatever. And thanks to you guys for all the support. So that's that's really cool. Um, but appreciate everything you guys have done. Yeah, man. Well, thank you for being on and to hang out in the green room for just a couple minutes. And uh, sure. we'll be back in just a second. Jeremiah. I'm glad Jeremy, Jeremy was on here, man. Me too. See, that was awesome. He's, he's a great guy. I've been friends with him for a long time now. And uh, he's awesome. I've been backpacking with him several times. Yeah, man. His his work is inspiring. It's very inspiring. You know, people that, that are willing to put their own needs aside to help with the needs of others. That's just killer stuff man absolute killer stuff yeah and i'd love to have him back on we there's some stories that we haven't even got to like uh one i'll mention i I remember he (laughs) i met him at the red river gorge and dude he was camped out in this big storm i'll let him tell the story in the future but super sketch a lot of lightning and stuff and i mean we could talk for days that's fun swapping stories. So we should definitely have him back on. I think that's a definite, man. I think that's a definite. Uh, uh, Jeremiah, I just want to say, like, I totally baited him. Like, I didn't know that he owned Stingers, but I assumed he owned Stingers. Because after I found these the other day, 
Uh-huh. Or I should say after I was told about these the other day and I started using them. Bro, life changer. We need to get you some of these. You're going to love them. I'll check them out. That's why we have the best viewers in the world, man. We do, man. We have the best viewers in the world. And for the best viewers in the world, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We look forward to bringing you more quality content on this podcast. And we will catch you on the next one. Adios.